Well, when we talked in last episode about being in the future, <laughs> now we're here. The future. The future's the present. That future was <laughs> now our past. <laughs> and now we're presently here. And that's just, whoa. This feels like an English lesson. I, I hate. I want to point out, I, I watched, last weekend, I watched the new Bill and Ted movie. Oh. Because they had a third one come out. And it was really good. Wait, like a 2020 version? Yeah. And Keanu Reeves what? is in it. And um, Alex what? Winter, I think. Is no way. So it was so funny. Wow. But it's like they do, it's like all time travel. So I feel like what I just said, where I was like, we were in the past. Now we're in the future. Like that's that's basically what the whole movie was. They're like, let's go to the future to steal from ourselves. Was that written in to explain why they're like old? It's like time has passed. So it's just like, they're like, now we're adults. And they're like married and they have two daughters. They each have a daughter and the daughters are like exactly like them. It was really funny. <laughs> Oh my god. And Kid Cuddy's in it. So that was a fun surprise. Well. I know. Man. So anyway, we're Bill and Ted. That's the point <laughs> of the story. Wait, which one are you? Which one am I? Oh my god. I don't know. I mean. I feel like I'm kind of like a little ding dong sometimes. But they're both like that. I feel like you would be Ted because you're taller. Which one's Ted? Keanu. Yeah. I would be Bill because I'm shorter and I have blonde hair. Totally. <laughs> Excellent. Tubular. <laughs> oh my god, I said that not trying to be cool. Oh no. Uh. Sisters, sisters who've seen it. We are the sisters, sisters who've seen it. Sisters, shooby dooby doo what? Sisters, shooby dooby doo what? Sisters, 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 sisters. Sisters who seen it. Hello! Hi there! We're still here in the present. <laughs> <laughs> if you were wondering. Okay. <laughs> All right. So we are the Sisters Who Seen It, the podcast where two sisters who are not movie critics look back on some of our favorites throughout the years through a psychological, ethical, and familial lens. I'm Katie. I'm Bridget. And we're not reviewing Scary Movie. We just want to make sure everybody understood the assignment. Just to be clear, the movie this week is Scream. <laughs> okay, I want to poll the listeners. And by polling, I want you to either tweet, mm. Instagram, mm. whatever that is. Because Katie believes... That the listeners watch the movie from the previous episode to prepare for the current one. Some so do. When it comes out. Okay. We don't know if that's our entire audience, Kate. It could just be a low percentage. Maybe. So we should learn something. So we want to hear from you. Let us know. Okay. How do you like? Do you like to watch the movie and listen? Do you take your time? We want to know. Yeah. So the fun fact about this title, which is really going to confuse people even more. Oh, God. Is Wes Craven yeah. wanted Scream to be called 
scary movie. Oh, I think I knew that, actually. Not <laughs> trying to make a terrible joke on a joke on a joke. Yeah. Isn't that insane? It's like, oh, man. It's like a parallel universe. So, and on. then, so first of all, this is a Weinstein film, so... <sighs> Part of the reason uh, that soups. the name was changed is because, like, a Michael Jackson song or some sort of, like, famous song came out about, like, Scream or something. And oh. so they hooked onto that word because they thought it'd be popular. And then Wes Craven's like, okay, fine. You guys are the worst. <laughs> Moving oh. on. Rest in peace, Wes Craven. He passed away. When? I think, like, last year, maybe. Or wow. maybe earlier this year. Yeah, he was great. Wow. I, wow, in all my Googling, I did not see that. Do you know he was in a scene in this film? Oh, I do. Oh, do you? Do I? I don't think, I don't know if you understand the extent of my love for this movie. Oh. Because we didn't really have and like in the moment reveal of this. We did it via text. Yeah. So like you didn't see my reaction. Would you like to do it right now? Mm, You're gonna get the vibe when I get into this because (laughs) Okay, so base is I'm gonna be getting Jurassic Park. (laughs) If ten is Jurassic Park and if if one if one is what movie did you hate? I didn't hate any. Everybody says I hate some of these movies. I don't, people. I tell okay, you that. Okay, I got it. I got it. Don't, say, don't a, say Rocky. If Saw, if Saw is a 1 Saw. and Jurassic Park is a 10, I, where does Scream fit on your movie? I did not think Saw was a 1. If people. Adam was a 1 from Saw. Oh, okay, well that's different. And Jurassic Park is 10. Where does this fit? This is like an 8.5. This is up there for me. It's one of my okay. favorite scary movies. One of. You're not alone. A yeah. lot of people love this film. And I did a lot of research into, like, why, which we'll get to, but fascinating. Mm. Yeah. So should we do a synopsis? Yeah. So do you want me to go first? Yes. Okay. This is your genre. It's my genre. I, I will not. Genre. I'm not going to pull a Jurassic Park and <laughs> reenact every scene. For- <laughs> I honestly loved it. I thought oh, your. I thought it was great. It but ended. yeah, I mean, this is a plot, so yes, I don't expect it to be short. Go for well, it. Well, okay. So basically, starts off with you see. A girl, we don't even really know her name, it's Drew Barrymore, she starts getting Ah! these creepy phone calls, and this is the 90s, y'all, ain't no caller ID, and she lives in a big house, it's out in the woods, or like a field or something, and basically the calls keep coming, and the person, she starts talking with them more, and then the person basically starts to like threaten her, and she starts to get very afraid. And it starts to turn into harassment. It turns into death threats. It turns into scares. It turns into dead boyfriends. What? (laughs) And then basically now she's getting like attacked by a masked killer. And we don't know who it is. And she does not know who it is. And it's Cray. And she did. She dies. (laughs) It's pretty sad. She almost makes it and then she don't. But that's kind of kicks off to basically you're in this small town group of teenagers who are friends and some of them are dating and whatever they all go to the same school as this girl and the guy who died and so basically it kicks off this plot where there was a killer we're trying to find the killer and the police get involved the news people get involved 
And it's all very reminiscent for the main character, Sydney, of when her mom was murdered because her mom was murdered a year ago. And, and so. Raped. It, yes. Well, that's an alleged. Yeah. I don't know if that was made very clear. Because there's some of the plot, I feel like you gotta watch it a couple times to be like, oh, that's what was happening. Yeah. So it's kind of like, okay, you know, everyone's on edge and whatever, but especially for the girl Sydney, she's very, you know, nervous. And then lo and behold, later that night, homegirl gets phone calls from this scary person and we don't know who it is and she doesn't know who it is and she at first isn't taking it seriously, but then she takes it seriously because it gets serious. And then she gets attacked and oh my God, we don't know who it is. Think it's the crazy boyfriend and I'm, I'm saying crazy. I'm going to leave that word in there. And I don't care if it's a spoiler, because he is so creepy. Oh. He's the creepiest person. Even when he's not supposed to be creepy, he's so creepy. <laughs> I have a theory on why he's creepy. Is it because he looks like Johnny Depp and has greasy hair? Sure, but he oh. doesn't He doesn't blink. <laughs> <laughs> Pay attention it. to his eyes. Ew. They never blink. Ooh, I hate that. that yeah. Maybe that is why. It's creepy. All right, I, I feel myself kind of like my like passion is coming out, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to rev the engine a little. <laughs> So basically, <laughs> this main character, she keeps essentially getting attacked and nobody knows who this real killer is and they think it's the boyfriend. They find out it's not the boyfriend. Oh my God, because they got a phone call and his cell phone was cleared and all this stuff. So we really don't know who it is. And then at one point she gets attacked in school or she, there's an attempted attack. She gets away. School lets out early. Her friends are like, yo, 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 let's go party. Party time. Excellent. And <laughs> she's like, what a great idea. Let's do it. To get my mind off murder. Let's just leave that so pause in there. So many <laughs> so problems. A lot of bad decisions. Lot so, of bad so really decisions. the whole second half of the movie is like at this party and there's death. People die. We still don't know who the killer is because they're masked. And then at the end, you find out who the killer killers. <laughs> you find out who they are and then in the end Sydney wins because <laughs> she's the best I didn't say who the killers are but you know we'll talk about that I guess loved it Woo! loved it excellent uh, my ads would be part of the cult following to this film was prior to 1996 a lot of the scary movies had those, like, cliche elements. Yep. And this film was one of the first ones to, like, call that out. Yeah. In a smooth way. It's very meta. Very meta. And homage you know? Yes. Very meta is the perfect word. And that, I think, is what makes it smart, is it's, like, making fun of itself while calling out the industry, while preparing you and simultaneously surprising you yeah. in the film. And so I think that's like that should be added to the synopsis but everything else i mean the only thing that you talked about but deserves more attention is courtney cox gail gail. Storm. Gail. it's not gail hill storm in this movie it's gail weathers <laughs> oh my god who is 
a force in this movie. And the other thing I read is like, so these scary movies, because at this time, like VHS tapes were getting big. So basically like everyone was making a scary movie and it was just like going to VHS and like you could have any person. You didn't need a famous actor. You just had like anybody. But this film like actually had some serious backed names to it. Mm -hmm. And Courtney Cox was the nice Monica from Friends. And oh, I was she, like, nice. <laughs> well, she like tried extremely hard to get this part on purpose because she wanted this like wild difference of being basically a giant. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So she's like really fascinating as the newswoman that's really giving you like this. It's like there's three levels of story. It's like Sydney that's in the story. Then the cast making fun of like scary movies and paralleling yep. their life events. And then her as the news anchor telling it from the outside. So you're like, you're like these different layers of like what yeah. was going on. It was cool. It was really cool. And that's, I think, what made it so huge is like no one did anything like that at that time. Wes Craven, man. Woo! He's like just so, he's so good at that. He had a movie that came out, I think in the 90s too. It might not have been too far after Scream because he was the one who originally did the Nightmare on Elm Street. Okay. And which is why you referenced he's in the movie dressed as a janitor, mm. but do you know what horror icon he's dressed up as? As uh, Freddy Krueger. Yeah. So, yes. that's like his movie. But he came out with a movie that was like a follow-up kind of to the Nightmare on Elm Street movies that was called New Nightmare. It was like Wes Craven's oh. New Nightmare. And the whole plot of the movie was it followed the actress who played the main girl, the main girl Nancy, in the first Nightmare on Elm Street movie. And it followed her and it was supposed to be following her like in her real life. And then in her real life, it started to parallel when she was in the movie. And in the and in this movie, it's like, oh, she's doing press releases and like they're all talking about Freddy. And she's like, nah, I don't want to do another one of those movies. But then like... Like, it really started to happen, and oh, oh, it's just so good. He's twisted that way. It did not get enough attention that it should yeah. have at the time, for whatever reason, but that's, if you guys like scary movies and you have not seen that, you should watch it, because it's so fun. It's just the same, it's the same thing as this, where it's kind of like, you know what they're referencing. Yeah, and the... Okay, because I don't watch scary movies, so you make me watch these things. And (laughs) what I remember when this came out is Drew Barrymore was on the cover. Yeah. And it was like her huge face. And then everybody went to watch it and they were like, um, she's dead in five minutes into the film. Yeah. But then I read that she actually was supposed to be the lead. She was supposed to be Sydney. And she backed out because, I don't know, she had other things going on. I don't know what it was. But it makes so much more sense of, like, why they had all this, like, hype around her. But then, honestly, in those five minutes, she kind of crushed it. And it's also, like... Like, crushed it. Even though it wasn't maybe, like, a purposeful decision, I feel like this movie, of all the movies, would have made a conscious choice like that to be like, you know what? Every horror movie, everybody knows who's gonna live because we always hype them up so you know what let's fake them out and oh, let's have that. like this person you know totally seem like they're the star and then we're gonna kill them right yep. away because yep. really yeah movies don't I mean now that's like more common but yeah back then no way yeah because people are like we paid for this person <laughs> we gotta make sure that they, we get <laughs> yeah. our money's worth but this had a cast of like I read you know they called it like the the CW cast like the Dawson's Creek the like cool crew okay wait this blew my mind so the writer Dawson's Creek um yeah the creator of this movie went on to write Dawson's Creek 
funny. Um, let me see. So, like, this person was super talented, but, like, came out of nowhere. Yeah, Kevin Williamson. And this idea of Scream came out of he was watching Barbara Walters talking about some serial killer. And when he went to, like, get up to go to the bathroom, the windows were open in his home. And he was like, oh, why are they open? I'm kind of freaked out. This real serial killer. And then his friend called him and was, like, making jokes about what's your favorite scary movie. And he literally wrote Scream from that. Jeez. It's, like, so talented. And then, obviously, Wes Craven just made it come to life. I mean, my God. Just for being a wuss with scary movies... I mean, I did get a little like, <laughs> but it's not terrible. This, yeah, this one's not bad. There's not a lot of gore and even Jumpy. the popping out. Yeah, I was going to say there's not. There's some, but it's not like, some. I don't know. It's If it's a pop out, it's like there's an entire body coming out, yeah. not like a hand or like a knife. I would also argue that people should watch Scary Movie the parody and then watch Scream because parts <laughs> of me were like laughing at the movie because I was thinking of the parody. Because you were just like, Gail Hill's here. <laughs> Well, because I was like, okay, this isn't as scary because I'm a little more aware of, like, what's going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. But so, okay, the 90s you talked about of Drew Barrymore just, like, casually being on the phone and this person harassing her. Okay, in 2020. I don't answer. I was going to say, how old is she? She's, what, 16 because she's in high school? Sure. No one's picking up the phone. No. This serial killer doesn't exist in Mm -mm. 2020. Even if it's, like, a scary text, they could literally just block a number and it's like technology has not made this possible yeah even like the way the killers were <laughs> like well i cloned his phone to sydney's dad and that's why so they didn't weird. realize it was me and it's like did you just make up like cloning a phone they did they did yes. what is that like a technical term in 1996 or is this made up for a movie also the voice thing i'm like that's not how those were like it doesn't make everybody sound the same you know it like depends on your voice how it's gonna sound yeah Mm. so my fan theory is that in the drew barrymore scene because obviously at the end you find out there's two so one of them had to be talking to her on the phone my fan theory is that it was Stu talking to her on the phone And why is that? He dated her, which Randy points out. Randy's like, are the police aware that you dated the victim? Which I'm like, yeah, that's a good question. Hello, the police... <sighs> police and they didn't ask him that so no do dewey hello dewey <laughs> deputy dewey boy which is what he gets called and that's an amazing <laughs> nickname but like and then he just keeps talking and like kind of talking about random stuff and then you meet Stu, and he just like babbles about weird things and makes weird references and he just yeah. talks for so long all the time that i was like this is Stu. this is Stu. and billy's being the creepy guy like slashing up the boyfriend because billy's gross and and needs a shower, so. Hmm. <laughs> well, I did read, which you can continue your fan theory of <laughs> the fake movie, but that was in <laughs> real life, there was an actor who did that voice that Wes Craven made a conscious decision to hide his face from all the actors, which I'm like, oh, super cool. Is that just so they would be like... So they didn't freaked have, out when like, they heard it. Like the filming of Jaws, like you never saw the shark, so that's what made it scary. So like if you see someone you're like, "Oh, that looks like this person. I'm not as scared." It's like 
not seeing them as worse because mm-hmm. it's what you hype in your mind or like a really good book. Yeah. So I thought that was kind of fascinating. But I think that was like part of the scare though was it's yes. not like he's this killer's just appearing and they're yes. murdering you. They're taunting you and like you're getting a phone oh. call and you're getting things said to you and you don't know why it's happening and you can't do anything to stop oh. it. Okay. But I have a a serious question on logistics with this. Because you come to find out this is, like, her house. Because her parents come home. Who, like, miss seeing her dying on the front lawn. But, okay, that's another story. literally on the porch, but yes. Literally on the porch dying. And they're just like, oh, Barry, what a good steak. You're like, what? (laughs) Yep. But if I am alone in my house, even in the middle of nowhere, even in a safe town, maybe this is Canada, but I don't think, I think it was like California. Yeah. You lock the doors, right? Thank you. Go you. Inside. you lock, you lock all, all the doors. seven doors <laughs> in your mansion because there's a lot of them and lock them. Okay. Can we talk about how every house in this movie was a mansion? I think though. What? I suspect. What? It's because. They wanted to have a lot of the scare scenes are in houses, so they wanted Ugh. there to be a lot of different places they could run to and changes of scenery, whereas if they were in a smaller house, I don't think they would have had that luxury. So I guess that's why. But like, yeah, what? Are you guys going to the same schools the 10 things I hate about you kids? Because... That's what I was thinking. I was like, is this in Seattle with 10 is things I hate Heath about you? Is Ledger really the killer? <gasps> never (laughs) but yeah there i mean the fact that at the end where they have the party the party mansion house and rose mcgowan who is her own special first of all we have to spend time talking about her but she is dead in the garage door opener yes and the kids are just going in and out of the house and i'm like so you're telling me this house is so big yeah the garage and the driveway are in a completely separate area because this is just such a mansion that you don't even see some dead girl hanging i think so i think that's what what they're selling us yeah wild And it's like they're all in the woods. Nobody has neighbors. I, and none of these yeah. kids have cars. Nobody drove. Sydney rode the bus. It was like, Sydney, <laughs> like, I think you can afford a car. I'm just saying. Yeah. So I believe the rich snobbery with the endless theme of two of your high school students in your class got brutally murdered and mm. you guys are all kind of like laughing about it. Or like, let's go have a party. do do yeah or like let's run down the hallway pretending we're the killer and i'm like what you know what though i hate to say it but i feel like that would that what happened i kind of kind of there's always that kids are mean kids are mean you know what not to excuse them but i feel like a lot of times it's it's more making people laugh is a big motivation for some and sometimes they decide to do things like that that they think are funny over things that are not funny and traumatic and yeah. distasteful. I mean, that's what these two kids were. You know, they were just like, hoo, hoo, hoo. yo, but Henry Winkler put him uh. in their place. <laughs> but did he do that appropriately? Because well. that was a really <laughs> weird scene. Yeah, that was a little too much. Wait, I want to go to my notes for that. Because... Okay, because I was like, um, I don't know if this is the best way to reprimand your students. Oh. <laughs> I go, I'll just read you the lines from there. I go, Henry Winkler goes in a weird monologue about how everyone sucks. And then I go, <laughs> yeah, expel him. Oh, oh, wait, like, don't, don't threaten children. Oh, no, that's too much. Don't do that. <laughs> I wrote, he threatens them with scissors. What kind of school is this? <laughs> he 
know, I mean, I'm sure this was all written in the script, but there were a lot of times where Henry Winkler's the principal was like making weird announcements like in the background of scenes. <laughs> like the first one when they all get <laughs> yes. to school, he's like, your principal loves you. <laughs> what the <laughs> F is happening? Oh, I don't even know. So he also at one point when Sydney gets called into the office and they're all like, oh, Sydney, you know, her mom died almost a year ago. Oh, I know ago. what you're going to say. Yeah. And he just like grabs her chin and it's like too, her too, face. too much. And I'm like, Henry, why are you like cuddling your student as the prince? It, Not okay. It, okay. But the one critique because it reminds me of this, the threatening scissor scene, is the sound effects of those scissors. I don't know if you, like, paid attention, but it was like... <laughs> when he was threatening them. Was the same as the killer, like, moving the knife. And it was like... <laughs> but it was really bad sound effects. Oh. And I feel like it did not age well. Well, they were definitely trying to kind of make you think Everyone anybody was a killer. Everyone's a suspect. <laughs> and like Henry Winkler's boots, they like zoom in on his boots because the guy <laughs> from the bathroom has boots. I'm like, wait, so the principal's, I'm sorry, he's old. Do you think he's like chasing after you like that? He's hiding in the girl's bathroom? I mean, he might be because he's <laughs> a little too much, but like not in a costume. Goodness. No, Henry, no. Oh, yeah, boy. Yeah. But okay, we should talk about each character because I think they all deserve some spotlight and yeah. we should get Rose McGowan going because okay, we could talk about her Tatum especially in the 2020 era the post me too the you know post Harvey Weinstein in jail hopefully for <laughs> life whatever yeah this was 1996 she was in this film and it kind of got her to stardom and in mm-hmm. 1997 is when her basically saying Harvey Weinstein raped me and then yeah. that those allegations right. came out because she basically signed a form since everyone's like, are you kidding? He owns this town. Who do you think you are? You're some 23 of bimbo. Get over it. Yeah. It's so sad to me that her character was like a slut, basically. And that like that one scene where her nipples are showing and you're like, yes. Why did we like, why are we pausing for so long? Yes. And, like, the person that raped you puts you in a film and all you play are, like, sluts. That's, like, some awful Shakespearean life experience that I, like, feel really bad. She was on the show Charm, though, for a while. That's true. That's that true. Was, I but feel it's... like that was, like, her big thing. But you remember, like, Jawbreaker and all those, like, 90s yeah. movies? Oh, my God, that freaking <laughs> movie. Yeah, but it's so weird seeing her in movies because she kind of, besides your point, Charmed. She kind of got, like, pushed to the side. So it that I thought was just kind of, like, I don't know, trippy, whatever. Nev Campbell, on the other hand. Love her. Is a fantastic cast. Yeah, I thought she for was this awesome. lead part. Like, Drew Barrymore, I don't know if it would be as good. Because no. Drew Barrymore, you think she's, like, a badass, but you kind of just, like, want to, like, giggle and hang out with her. Like, Nev Campbell is, like, no, she's going to, like, kill the killer. Like, I believe it. Yeah, she was, like, one of the only ones who actually would fight back. Whereas Drew Barrymore's character is like, I'm gonna hide. Not run when I could have ran. Because I'm already outside, but I'm just gonna hide. And you're like, no! But, yeah, like, Sydney's like, I'm gonna call your bluff. Uh-huh. I'm gonna walk out onto the porch. You ain't even here. I'm gonna beat you up, punch you, slam you with this, slam you with that. I'm gonna use my desktop computer to type 911? <gasps> is that a thing? 
Can you do that? I don't know. Can you Google 911 and then like, if a killer is coming after you, it'll come? What? Maybe. And they came <laughs> fast. Like they were there in 20 seconds. I was like, guys, were you, were you already there? Dewey, Dewey. Dewey. Um. <laughs> Deputy Dewey boy. I mean, that's what makes this cool is like, it's so obvious her boyfriend was the killer, but he because sucks. it was so obvious, it wasn't obvious, right? Yeah. Like it was, no, that'd be too easy. It can't be him. But then you're not let down by it because you feel just like how she feels, which is like so confused on what the truth is. They dated for two years, Ugh. which means while they were dating, he murdered her mother. And raped her, which you seem to like not, do you not believe oh, that you part? I thought he's... Yeah, right? He was the one that raped her mom and then killed her. I don't think... No, I don't think that's what happened. Because his dad was having an affair with Sydney's mom. It broke up his parents' marriage. That's his motive. Even though he says, we don't need a motive. And then he monologues about a motive. Yeah, 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 yeah. I remember. Yeah, that was weird. Yeah. Mm. And then he says, then I like killed your mom. But I thought in part of the killing, he also raped her. So there was, because part of the thing, which is why Sydney thought it was this guy Cotton. Which, that's a name. Wait, that was his name? Cotton Weary. <laughs> what? Like Cotton that- Eye Joe Weary. Oh my god. What? <laughs> That's his name. Good he, lord. He was sleeping with her mom, but she was like, Cotton raped my mom. And then everyone's like, no, your mom like was into it. And she was like, no, she wasn't the slut. And I think it was she had sex with Cotton. And then I think he left and then Billy came in and killed her because Sydney goes, I saw Cotton leave and he was wearing this coat. And then Gail goes, no, you saw someone leave wearing that coat. And that was the whole big thing because Sydney had testified saying, no, 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 I saw Cotton, even though she really didn't physically see him. She just saw a guy leaving after they had, I guess, that was sex really in the house. Juicy plot. Yeah. To say her mom, the so dramatic thing with her mom, but she kind of got the killer wrong. And then she's like having this existential crisis of like, what if I got the killer wrong? That was really juicy. I loved that. Yeah. And like, even with Gail, I kind of liked how they, they had her with that angle where she was like, oh, I'm writing a book about it. And like, she was definitely portrayed as you're not supposed to like her. Oof, rough. But then you kind of, some parts you're kind of like, you know what? Good thing you're here. (laughs) Also. (laughs) But like the whole writing the book thing, it was interesting because it wasn't like Sydney was like, you're exploiting this. Whereas from Gail's point of view, she's like, no, I'm trying to prove this guy didn't do it. And that's the whole point of the book. Because she was like, I've talked to him many times. And this is about his perspective. And this is about him and stuff like that. Whereas Sydney's like, you're just using my mom's murder to make money. But really, there was like a purposeful reason to it. So it was very interesting because I feel like that, like you said, it kind of added to where Sydney started to doubt herself. Mm. And then be like, wait, maybe I messed up. It was so good. And you did, girl. Well, and Courtney Cox... Gail wow. Hailstorm. She's not Gail Hailstorm. I'm so <laughs> sorry, everyone, but I can't help myself. You are in past mode. I love Gail Hailstorm. Future present mode. She 
First of all, in 2020, Gail Weathers would be fired for Absolutely. physically harassing her cameraman by slapping him in the face. She called him Calling fat. him fat. Rude. And then like throwing potato chips out a window. I'm like, okay, we get it. And then like screaming at how fat and slow he is. And she was so abusive. And then she proceeds to seduce Dewey, which... What do we feel like was Dewey's situation? What's going on with David Arquette? Which, by the way, the two of them met and started dating and married from and this the, film. And they're divorced, I think. They're divorced. I kind of, and I mean, again, this is Riften, <laughs> scary movie where they, and they do it very distastefully, where they make Dewey, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. Intellectually disabled which is the correct term. I'm not going to use the inappropriate term. But like in this movie, I feel like he's kind of a comic relief. Where you're like, wait, but like we need you to be serious. But also like we're going to make you really funny. <laughs> and you're like, wait, but okay. Like what? Yeah, it, it was weird. It was like he got abused by his sister, Rose McGowan, and by others. But he also was like showing up to help and, yes. and doing his job. So you're like, wait, is he like a serious cop or? I think he was just a little like, <laughs> I was just going to say the name of the character from Scary Movie. God damn it. That movie. So I won't say it. He was just a little immature. How about that? Yeah. Okay. But the her whole thing where Courtney Cox is like, how old are you, Dewey? And he's like, I'm 25. And she's like, well, men that like me are 24 to what age? I was like, what? And then he's like, well, I was 24 for a whole year. And then what? They just go off and like Wait, have but sex? did you hear the one line she says? You go, you don't look a day over 12. And I was like, that's not a good Ew, line. No, not no. a good pickup line. Please never oh say that. First of all, I just imagine her eyebrows like and lip liner saying that because her eyebrows were close to Whoopi and sister. Her eyebrows were like little stab knives <laughs> themselves. That's how sharp they were. They were so skinny. I was like yeah. 1996. Yeah. But I thought it was cool when the party goes on at the mansion, kind of the final half, and her and Dewey are like doing their own thing because it helped you. Okay, they're over there doing that. These people are doing this and you kind of forgot about them. And that's what made when she came back for the final scene to yeah. like give it to the killer. Cause she really yeah. is the hero. Oh the yeah, end. definitely. She is like Laura Dern in <gasps> Jurassic Park. Where uh, it's like, you didn't get enough credit, Courtney Cox, but really you, seriously, you put these kids, thank God you went there. Yeah. In probably a weird way, you were like over watching these kids, which is kind of weird. But like at the same time, you're the only one that cares about the fact that there's like a serial murderer out there. There and you're the only one doing anything. Yeah. Yikes. I was gonna say, I feel like they had her and Dewey separate and then kind of doing their own thing because then it added to you didn't always know what was happening with the killer. So it was yeah. almost like you were putting Sydney's point of view sometimes where she's like, I don't know where they are now. Like they were just over there and now I don't know where they are. And then you would see like, oh, oh, this person, now they're over here with this person. Now they're with the camera guy, Kenny. And then, you know, going on all over. So it was scary because you didn't know where he was going to turn up. It's not like you were following him with one person the whole time. He was yeah. going around. 
the whole everybody was a killer. Like, Dewey really seemed like the killer for like a good amount of time. Really? I, yeah, I thought so. I didn't because, feel like that in the beginning. Because like, okay, when they were at... Was it because he was at Sydney's house like five seconds after five, she... And I am, he's hold, she and AOL he's the, instant message oh my the, God. the police. Yes. <laughs> beep, 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 beep. Isn't it funny that it would take longer for that dial up to work than Definitely. Like, the cops actually coming? But yeah. like, yeah, he shows up with the mask and he's like, ah! And then when she sleeps over Tatum, is that Rose McGowan's? Yep. Tatum's house, which obviously since they're brother and sister, he lives there. She gets the call again and they're like, Dewey, come out. And he like wasn't coming out. Oh. So I thought, oh, he's the killer on the phone. And then he like, when the phone hangs up, then he mysteriously comes out. And then you just, then when you start to see the like, the Gail Weathers relationship, you're like, oh, maybe he's a little more like edgy than we thought. And he's always around. I'm just saying. I gotta ask. What? Because the order of the movies that you watched. Too much. You watched Scary Movie first. I know. This is the Then you watched Scream. Do you think you were a little colored perhaps a hundred percent a hundred percent but watch scream and think of dewey and there's definitely some like beliefs the only part that i think kind of alludes to him being the killer is when he goes with gail and he's like you're not afraid are you and he's got like the flashlight and does the weird voice and she's like ha 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 and i was like ha ha what Stop that. Don't don't joke. <laughs> she is afraid. There's literally a murderer. I'm afraid. Are you afraid? We should all be afraid. What's happening? Yeah. Okay, it was so, interesting. So the other thing I'm thinking of all the characters and Billy, the as you call it, greasy hair, Johnny Depth, no blinker. He is annoying. He was and I obviously since we learned he's the killer and he's like messed up, but he was so ridiculous with his, like, can't you get over your mom's death? What's your okay. problem? Get over her death. I'm Wait. like, whoa. He is such a hypocrite because he goes in this whole monologue how she used to get over it. It's been a year. Meanwhile, he murders someone over his parents getting divorced. Mm. Yeah. You're a hypocrite. <laughs> I don't want to hear it. Yeah, so I, and then his whole, like, why won't you have sex with me? Why don't, you don't even want to touch me. Why don't you even want to touch me? And and then he's like, I'll, I'll respect your underwear rule. I was like, what? He comes in to be like, first of all, he literally breaks into our house. And she's like, oh my God, so romantic. And I'm like, (laughs) (laughs) I'm afraid. And he goes, I was watching The Exorcist and I thought of you. I'm sorry. That's your start? That's the start to your, quote, romantic gesture as you're telling her she's like the exorcist? Rude. Oh, my God. I forgot about that. Because he was talking about how it was rated R. Yep. And and their relationship used to be rated R. But it's like, ew, you were thinking about your girlfriend during The Exorcist? That's the most traumatic movie of all time. And you know what happens that night? That's the same <laughs> no. night the people get murdered. So he's a sicko. Ugh. You sicko, as Napoleon Wait. Dynamite would say. I'm having a very random connection. Now knowing the writer also made Dawson's Creek. Do you think yeah. they were inspired by like Dawson coming in the window? By Billy coming in the window? <laughs> I don't think I really watched Dawson's Creek that much. Oh so. my god, no! I just know the he song. He always came through the window. All of his friends came through Dawson's window. That was like thing. But I'm like, oh my God, Billy was the first one. And like Dawson loves movies. Is Dawson secretly Billy? If Dawson's like Billy, I hope Dawson's <laughs> in jail. Because I'm afraid. <laughs> okay, but I, what, okay, so Stu, the <laughs> other killer. 
I'm so confused. He literally killed people because of peer pressure? Is that true? Or was, what, did I miss something? No, I think that was it. That's, that's all he gets. He was weird. He was, but you know what? Matthew Lillard, who played him, was like insanely awesome at playing him. Oh, yeah. And I don't mean that in a mean way. I mean it in like a good way because sometimes I feel like it's hard to play like crazy people and not be annoying. Like, I didn't find him annoying. I felt like he was weird. He was goofy, but then he was also kind of scary in that yeah. like ending scene when they're in the kitchen and he's like going on and on about, it's us. <laughs> it's a scream, baby. <laughs> oh my God. So good. he was really good at the end, but yeah. I. I, if he had more lines, I would have been annoyed by him. Like, he was right on the edge of being annoying for me. You know what's funny, though? A lot of his lines, if you rewatch the movie and you know how it ends and you know he's one of the killers, when you hear the lines that he says, even the very passive ones that are throughout the movie, it's very, like, incriminating. So Ooh. he's the one, the day after Drew Barrymore and the boyfriend get murdered and they're all in school and they're sitting at, like, the fountain. Yeah. And they're, ta- they're all talking. Yeah. And st- <laughs> this was the Bob scene where everyone's, like, <laughs> quiet and normal and Sydney goes, how do you gut someone? And then, like, everyone's <laughs> quiet for many seconds because, like, why did you... Just Google that. Like, don't... Like, we don't need to have a conversation about it. But... Do straight up goes, well, you take a knife, you slash here, you pull down. Like, he straight up was like, and then you watch, and the scene cuts to Sydney, and Billy's sitting behind her, and Billy looks at him and makes this face, and it could be interpreted like, oh, he's trying to tell Stu to shut up because it could, like, be scary to Sydney, but I think it's because he's like, dude, you're blowing our cover. So good. Totally. But there's that. There's the part in the video store where Stu's talking to Randy. And Randy's like, you don't think that's a killer? Billy's standing in the horror section. Like, (laughs) how incriminating. And then Stu's like, what? Like, that's weird. But Stu goes, you know who I think did it? I think it was Sydney's dad. And that's who they try to plant it on later in the movie. So he's trying to plant that idea in Randy's head. To support what he thinks is going to end up coming through later. Ooh! Yeah, man. There's a lot. There is a lot of layers. So even the party scene when Billy shows up to the party, which, first of all, everybody, when Billy appears at the party, you know what happens? Do you remember, Bridge? Yeah, he sends her upstairs to go have sex with Sydney. No, 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 no. Oh. Literally the part where Billy appears. Do you know how it's... Filmed? No. Okay, so like the door is open. Stu's holding the door open. Sydney's like looking around. She's like, I guess I'll go. And then Billy sprints to the door, slams into the door, and it's a loud like chun! Like it's like a like a murder <laughs> sound. Ah! And then he's like, Hey Sid, I'm Billy. And you're like, wait, so we just filmed you as like the scary murderer? But Ew. I'm supposed to believe you're not the scary murderer. You're the murderer. Oh my god. I need to rewatch that part. Stu's like, you guys, you know, should go upstairs. And he's basically like trying yeah. to set it up so that Sydney's still in the house so that they can do their whole plan. Ugh. It's cray. It is cray. It's just, I think they did it so well where yes. things like that you don't blink an eye at. 
when you the watch dialogue. it the first time. Yeah, like you don't, you're just kind of like, there's multiple reasons why someone would be saying this or reacting this way. Yeah. And it's not super incriminating. I mean, again, I think as you rewatch it, you're kind of like, okay, like, I'm sorry. I do feel like Billy is creepy and like 100%. gives off murder vibes. So that could have been done a little differently, I think. Like you think he shouldn't have been so obvious? Yeah, like, okay, the whole no blinking thing, like you pointed oh. out, I never noticed, but maybe that's why I feel that way. Oh. Where I'm like, why aren't you blinking? He's like, what do I have to do to convince you I'm not the killer? And he's like, evilly staring <laughs> and like gritting his teeth. You're like, wait, that's not helping. That's not how you do it. It's like, I'm not the killer. It's like, taking a knife, stabbing her. her. <laughs> it's not me. It's yeah. not me. That's pretty much, pretty much. Yeah. Oh my God. Okay. So I have a question. Yes. If you had to pick one character in this movie that you think <gasps> I would be, <laughs> who would I be? <laughs> Regardless I mean, of, don't worry without, about gender, a doubt. Pers- personality. Without a doubt, Randy. Yes! <laughs> I'm like, I am Randy, Randy is me, Randy is so passionate and goes on monologues about things, and that is me. <laughs> oh my god, I'm kind of afraid for this answer, who would I be? I'm really afraid for this answer. You? Mm. I'm scared. I don't know if I want to know this. I feel like you'd be a mix of people because I think you would. I actually feel like you wouldn't be like any of the people because I don't think if you were one of the victims, I don't think you would have tried to fight back. I think you would have tried to run. Oh, yeah. None of the victims tried to run. Run out the door. So probably like a mix of Sydney. Maybe Gail because you're like, fuck (laughs) off. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to take this to the top, folks. Yeah, Randy was the, if there was a babe voice in the background that it's like, chapter seven, sad day. Like literally that's Randy in every scene. He's like, well, you know, the killer in all these scary movies usually does this. Well, I love it though. I love it so much. But you know what? He's right. He's right about every single everything. thing he says in this movie. Except Ugh. when he goes through the rules of the scary yes. movies. That part isn't entirely factual because Sydney no. does have sex and she lives at the end and many people who have sex live at the end. Which is kind of like a female empowerment thing that she could still have sex and then yeah. still not die. Right. At that time. I mean, 1996, we're getting there, but not really because Harvey wants produced it well it's very in like the <laughs> so. whole the whole thing where the movie that is playing through most of this party scene is halloween yeah. which was a very i think probably of all the horror movies before this it represented a lot of the tropes that they were bringing mm. up, right? So it was kind of like, oh, in that movie, Jamie Lee Curtis is the final girl and she doesn't have sex, so she lives and she's so, like, you know, she always does the right thing and that's why she, like, lives and blah, 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 and stuff like that. But oh, it's just so cool how they filmed some of that stuff, though. Like, they used Halloween music in this movie at certain points, but it was done so seamlessly that I don't think it was, like, always super obvious. It just made you, like, woo. Yes. Also, also, did you notice when Randy goes on his angry monologue about the, there are three rules to every horror <laughs> film, which is, again, me. That is me. 
apologize in advance to anyone who's been at a Halloween party with me because that's probably happened. Anyway, he pauses the movie and do you know what is on the screen? And he's standing next to the TV so you see the screen next to him the entire time he does this monologue. Do you know what it's showing? It's showing a giant knife and it's pointed at him. And it's just frozen there. It's so good. Oh my god. That okay. The three layers of Gail putting in the camera. Yeah. To watch them inside while he's watching a movie was so cool to see how those multiple layers happened yeah. again. And the fact that the camera she had was delayed because that oh, added to so the creepiness. And at first, the camera guy, Kenny, notices it and he's like, oh, it's not a big deal. Like, whatever. But then it is a big deal because that's how you get murdered. <laughs> oh my murder. god. The, um, so good. I have like so many continued things. One thing before I forget that is sprinkled, if you will, throughout this film are the random references to like pop culture stuff. And Sydney at one point is like, you're having Jodie Foster flashbacks to your dead father. That's what Billy says to her before they have sex. Okay, Billy says that to her and she's like, yeah, why can't I be in a Meg Ryan movie or even a good porno? Do you know what my follow up to that was? What? I go... Are there good pornos? <laughs> well, and then it's like, and then I see, I, I, where the hell is my line? But it was like, I'll probably end up being played by Tori Spelling. And I'm yeah, like, and ouch. Then, and then. What did she do? And then. And then. <laughs> in Scream 2, they do in the movie, a movie based off of Sydney's experience. And guess who plays Sydney in the made up movie in the movie? Tori Spelling? Yeah! <laughs> Malkovich like movie oh literally it's like we're in being Sydney being Nev Campbell oh my god yeah I, I like and then they just reference like a lot of pop culture stuff like at one point Stu's like as if and then somebody's like okay Alicia like Alicia Silverstein or Silverstone in uh, Clueless and you're like what like I don't know if those will age well but that's what made it kind of like cool at the time they made a lot of references to different horror movies in, in like, not super obvious ways. So they'll be like, oh, like, so when Sydney, you know, thought Billy was a killer, then Stu sees her and Stu goes, well, you branded him the Candyman, you know, oh. and then, like, when the town, there's a curfew, they're like, oh, it's like the town that dreaded sundown, you know. Yes. And then my favorite is... <laughs> and oh, then... Let me find time, it. Katie says, and then... Shoot, where are we? Oh, here we are. So Tatum, when she, in her death scene, where she just, you know, it really bothered me because, like, there's a difference between being brave and being dumb. Yes. Right? So, like... (sighs) Why can't she just lift the garage door? Like, it's not heavy. Why can't she continue beating up the guy? Because she kind of started to, and then, like, she stopped, and it was stupid. It was stupid. So she doesn't believe that this is the real killer. Everybody keeps thinking it's Randy. I don't... I just don't feel like Randy's that much of a prankster. Like, everyone kept thinking he was... (laughs) Is it because Randy's you? Kept thinking... I don't pull pranks, (laughs) people. Personally offended. I do not own any whoopee cushions. So it's not me. 
But, like, she <laughs> thinks it's him, so she walks up close to him, and then the killer grabs her arm, and she goes, Cut it, Casper! That's a wrap! Watch Scary Movie as our oops. I thought the scene in Scary Movie where she's like, oh, what are you just going to like cut off my arm? And then they like slice off her arm and she's like, oh, so what? I have another arm. And then they slice off and the killer's like, uh, uh. and then yeah. it gets to the point where he like chops her head off and she's like, that's it. You're just going to chop my head off. And they, like he throws it in the garbage. I'm like, okay, now watching Rosa Calvin do this scene, it makes sense. It's like, what? It's just okay. I get it. You want to have this garage door with her stuck through it, okay? But like, what? Mm-mm. I just thought it was a little much. And then garage doors, it no. wouldn't hold people. Mm-mm. And like, stop. No. I feel like they could have tried harder on that one. And like, how did no one hear that? The like, garage yes. is next to the kitchen, which is literally next to the living room where all the people are sitting. Well, Katie, maybe if Randy wasn't on so many <laughs> rants, they could. I am over it. Everybody stop blaming Randy. Randy did nothing wrong. Randy was the only person who was pointing out who all the bad guys are. Nobody listens to Randy. I'm over it. I don't want to hear it. Well, I feel like nobody listens to Randy because Randy's just going on monologues. Well, they were correct. Most, mostly. (laughs) Which also, so the one scene where it's Kenny... It's when Sydney gets away from the killer in the house, and then she goes to the van where Kenny is. <gasps> and so yeah. he's like, what? Look, I'm watching. Everything's fine. And then they look on the camera, and it's just Randy, who is oh. played by Jamie Kennedy. That's the actor's name. Yes. He's sitting alone on the couch. He's watching Halloween with Jamie Lee Curtis. And as he's sitting there, he goes, watch out, Jamie. Look behind you, Jamie. And what's behind him? Oh. The killer. <laughs> so meta and awesome. And like, when do you ever have the opportunity to do something Never. as like cool brilliant. as that? Like, brilliant. Oh, so cool. So brilliant. And after that kind of like, the killer comes out, the camera guy gets killed, yeah. and then she runs into the other car. Oh my God. Okay. That scene is incredible. It's so stressful. Okay. But like, incredible whoever thought of it where, and again, technology would like change these things. Yeah. But she hits the lock with the one hand. She hits the other. The killer's got the keys. He goes to the ground. She keeps flying back and forth, like, kicking the locks. I was really captivated by that scene. Yeah. And then the trunk going up, and she's like... <laughs> I was like... Ah! so stressful so stressful even when she after that then runs up to the house like she runs back to the house and whatever dewey is like oh dewey's stabbed but then he's fine so like whatever we'll just ignore that but then she has Stu and randy being like oh my god it's him it's him and she and she has the gun like that's stressful she doesn't know who it is but also like when in doubt listen to randy first of all let's talk if you're in that scene as yourself not randy oh okay i'll try you have the gun (laughs) it's basically a bloodbath and these two guys one you just had sex with the other no no uh billy she had sex with billy 
No, I know, but I'm talking about the scene where it was Stu and Randy that met her outside, and they're like, he's the killer, he's the killer. And oh, then she's like, not in the kitchen. F you both, and then she runs inside, then Billy comes down. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's yeah. what I was talking about. But you want to talk about the kitchen? Well, in the kitchen, doesn't she have the gun, and then, like, he slowly takes it from her? No, it's when she goes, she closes the door on both of them. Because she doesn't want to decide. That's right. Billy, like, rolls out of the kitchen. It's been, like, a half hour. And she's like, thank God you're okay. First of all, Sid, homeboy don't got no stab marks through his shirt. There None. are no slashes None. in the cloth. None. There's a lot of clues that this is BS. And then he goes, give me the gun. And she gives it to him. Mm. Don't give people guns. Mm. That's just, like, for everyone. That's just That's pretty, like, creepy that he starts licking the blood and he's like corn syrup i was like ah! and he quotes psycho <laughs> oh he does we all go a little mad sometimes and then he's like that's from psycho in case you didn't know i'm like we know billy <laughs> all right jeez get away it's oh ridiculous. my god yeah i it's just so okay the kitchen scene okay the kitchen scene we're in the kitchen so i feel like we kind of referenced it already but we find out it's these two dinglings and initially you only think it's billy and then sydney tries to run and she runs into stew and she's like oh my god stew he's cray he's the murderer and then stew's like yo same you're like damn it having two killers Mm. is a surprise Because that's, like, not a normal thing. Even now, I was trying to think of, like... Like, who's a tag team killer? I don't know. That's the thing. I was really trying to rack my brain and be like, aside from, you know, like, a mob movie or anything like that, I I really feel like a lot of movies still kind of will have the one main bad guy. But this one, it was the two. They were pretty equal, you know? It's not like Billy was like, I did it all. But then I told Stu, and now he's standing there. You're like, no, 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 Stu, like, did that too. Like, we're all guilty of this, so. Like, how much do Stu and Billy hang out? My God. It's just weird. A lot. Too much. (laughs) Okay, the stabbing scene where they are like, (laughs) we're going to stab each other. Oh, my God. I just, I feel like if I was Sydney. I mean, we all know I'm Randy, so what I would have said as Sydney slash Randy is I would have said, guys, if your plan is to kill me, do it. Do it first. You don't need to stab yeah, yourself first. I don't first. need to witness, like, the whole You could stab framing. yourself afterwards. Yes, thank you. And then they would have been like, good idea. Good idea, <laughs> Sydney Randy. <laughs> Even with the, like, dad, they're like, here's your dad, and then this is what we're gonna do, and then Okay, now hang on for five minutes while we do that. And you're like, wait. I feel a little woozy, Billy. He's so good. And then when she, like, escapes from them and calls the phone and is talking to him and he goes, did you really call the police? Because she bitch, sorry. I did. And he goes, my, my boss be so mad at me. <laughs> I liked how Sydney killed both of them. Yes. She kills Stu, throws the TV on him, Mm -hmm. which is... 
I felt like there were a lot of little references to, like, technology in that way, where it was kind of saying, like, it can kill you, you know? Or, like, it's a a weapon. You start to sound like me. I know. But, you know, with the whole phone thing, how it's like, you can't trust the phone, you don't know, and then the whole TV is the thing that kills Stu. I don't know. I mean, maybe that was, like, a underlying thing. But Stu dies with the TV, and then even at the end, where we think we shot Billy, but really Billy's alive, and then Sydney shoots him. She's the one who, like, kills him. Yeah. Because once again, Randy's on another monologue. Randy's like, now that I got (laughs) shot and stabbed and I'm back, let me just finish off my purpose. Here we go. She's like, so as I was saying, we're like, yes, Randy. Randy's like, here's my PowerPoint presentation. (laughs) I had it all set up. Back to slide 75. (laughs) My God. There will Um, be a quiz, people. (laughs) Okay, wait. I'm connecting something that I read and forgot to share. What? When he references The Exorcist and all these homage to these amazing scary movies, there was a character from The Exorcist in this movie. (gasps) Ooh, I don't think I know who. Well, I'm totally going to forget her name. Oh, Oh, nope. Linda Blair. Yeah. The main character. Yeah. She's one of the newswomen. What? Yes. I didn't even see her. Oh, yeah. Google it. She's in it. Interesting. There's my nugget for you. I love that. Yeah. But this is a movie I would watch again. The first time is way better. Because you don't know who it is, obviously, and that's, like, part of the what makes it great. But even knowing that and watching it again, it's still good. Listen. Does it hold up? I think so. Oh, my God, yeah. Okay. I mean, I think you have to accept that, obviously, it was made in the 90s. So you have to be accepting of the technology and all that stuff. But, yeah, I think it's... I think it's just fun, too, because, again, everybody's referencing things. So if you like horror, like, you're going to get all of these references. You're going to agree with all of these, and you'll still be surprised. But I want to go back to what we said, I think, in this recording and not the past record. No, is this recording? In the future. Present. No, 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 present. (laughs) Present recording. The, The present recording where you had said that... You, you were like, you didn't like Saw. And I was like, I didn't say that. And then you were like, you didn't like Adam. And I was like, correct. This movie, similar to Saw, I think is one of those movies that the first time you watch it is so awesome because you yeah. are very surprised. But like Saw, when you rewatch it, knowing the ending, I think you then are able to pick up on a lot of things that you wouldn't have noticed. So you're picking up on, oh, where was Billy or Stu the night this person was killed or the time this person was killed? Or like, what are they saying and how are they reacting and things like that? Like, it's very interesting. Yeah. It let you in on the like murderer's cover while not being aware of it. And that's what made it so fun. Yep. Okay. Did dad do a quote? Mel, who is a big fan of our podcast. She's a supporter. I love you, Mel. She said, if you ever do the movie Scream, I would like to be included because (gasps) I will tell you that Mel and I, Mel is one of my longest friends. We met third grade, I think. And now we're old. And... (laughs) 
every year, starting in like probably seventh grade, all the way through the rest of middle school, all the way through high school, every year on Memorial Day, our friend group had a tradition where we would go to Mel's pool because she lives in a condo development. There was a pool. We would all go to the pool during the day. And then afterwards, we'd go back to our house and we would watch the movie Scream. <laughs> really? For like six years in a row. It was Why just- on Memorial Day? Just a very random tradition. I don't know. We all just liked it. And we were like, this is what it is now. Uh, and we would watch our middle school talent show oh in eighth grade. So there was God. like a double feature. Anyway, here's her quote. So if you were to ask me about the movie Scream when I was in the eighth grade, which you were there for, you remember, I would probably say, yeah, it's it's a pretty it's a pretty scary movie. It's uh, very suspenseful. It has a really great twist at the end. Because as you remember, Katie, we were really weirdo kids, and every Memorial Day we would have a little powwow in my backyard, enjoy some, you know, BBQ, but then we'd also watch Scream. Like, that was a holiday must. So I think back to growing up with the movie and thinking, hmm, it was a scary one. But now I feel like it's definitely one of my favorite Halloween movies. Yes, I said it, favorite. Because, hear me out, the weird thing is that the killer dies. Like, you can kill the killer. And I think that's something that miss that we miss a lot, scary movies. Because, you know, those movies like Jason and Freddy, you know, the killer doesn't die. So wh- why am I going to watch 12 <laughs> more versions of the same movie when, like, there's no way to win. There's no winning for anybody in that scenario. Um, and in Scream, you know, you have these multidimensional characters who at the end either get what they deserve or or they get what's coming to them. And there is some beautiful character development in that as well, uh, if you really want to get crazy into it. But it is one of those movies that is quotable. Uh, I know whenever we watch it, it is like we can verbatim say this movie. But it's also one of those movies that shows <laughs> some really interesting aspects of teenage life in the 90s, perhaps. Um, the lack of bras, for example. <laughs> um, the use of uh, huge houses in the middle of nowhere to throw parties. Um, laughing when our principal is found murdered. <laughs> And going to mess with the body. Like, you know, just normal teenage things. Um, so I think that, of course, the, the ending has a great twist. Something you would never imagine. But I think that's life. Like, sometimes, uh, you know, you just uh, never know who you can trust. And you never know who's gonna have an, an ulterior motive. I'm like thinking of the scene literally and I think I quote this sometimes with my mom and she doesn't get it <laughs> when Sydney says like I just called 911 they're on their way and <laughs> the freaking stew is on the floor bleeding and he's like did you really call 911 my mom and dad are going to be so mad at me cuz it's like still that element of human that it's not like you don't get that from like freddy or jason they don't even freaking talk and if or if they do it's like in some weird demonic riddle like you know like it's it's not relatable not saying you want to relate to a killer but (laughs) i think that's the whole point of the movie like you really have to tap into that different element of every person everyone is capable of feeling hate and feeling 
you know, scared and the everyone in their life, you know, has has something in them where they just want to scream. <laughs> Title of the movie. Um, so it's something where I love it just because of, of how real it is. And again, as real as it can be for a 90s movie, you know, as real as if you want to think of, you know, Courtney Cox's weird bangs in the, in the third installment of it, the fact that they're making a fifth one, but it's a fifth one based off of the originals. I have a lot of questions, like, leave Sydney alone. The poor girl <laughs> just needs to grow up and live out her life, but I digress. This is really long, so I'm sure you'll edit it. Um, edit this because I feel like I'm giving you more work so if not just end it wherever you like I already blacked out <laughs> oh my god <laughs> oh, we love you Mel you the best absolute best yes thank you thank you Mel we love you <laughs> oh my god all right well Kate I was just gonna tell you something oh I think we killed it <laughs> did we stab it we murdered it. <laughs> We're murderers. What a scream. Everybody's a suspect. <laughs> That's me as Randy. Um, wait, but we have to pick our next movie. <gasps> Wee! Yeah! Don't make it scary. Don't make it scary. Don't make it. No. I'm giving you a break okay. because you... I don't know if we want to count like Blessed as a scary movie <laughs> now that we've watched it, but um, you know those two in a row. So it is the month of October. It's uh, a spoopy, spoopy month. Oh, spoopy? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Very spoopy. What's a spoopy mean? Like spooky? It's like spooky, but with a P. Oh, you're so much cooler than me. Okay. No, probably not. I'm Randy. <laughs> Remember, I'm Randy, so. But don't... Randy survived, so. Well, okay. So, okay, okay, okay. the movie I'm picking, it's not a scary movie. It's actually like a comedy. It's listed as a comedy. I think if you're a younger kid... Because, oh. ironically, I think a lot of kids saw this movie when you hear the year it came out. Oh. You probably thought it was a little scary because there's some scary imagery, but it's not meant to scare. It's meant to be funny and to represent some source material. And actually, oh. this movie, it came out in 1988. Oh. It is by a director that we have already done a movie on. And Ooh. it is includes an actor that we have also already done a movie oh, on. Oh, I'm picking up vibes. I got a hunch. I got a hunch. Mm-hmm. What is it? What is it? So it is the <laughs> fantasy, which sure, spoopy comedy. Uh, oh. Rated PG, which like, LOL, good one. <laughs> we are going to watch Beetlejuice. Oh, what is the <laughs> E.T. I don't know why. <gasps> oh, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice. Woo! Jump in the line. Get your body on time. Okay, I believe it. Catherine O'Hara <laughs> oh is a God. queen and oh I am ready for all it all. I can think about is Catherine O'Hara in um, Shit's Creek. Shit's Creek <gasps> and it's going to be so hard to watch her. <gasps> Hello, I'm Moira Rose <laughs> with Beetlejuice. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh, this is a good one. This is wow, Tim Burton. That came out in 1988? Tim Burton and Michael Keaton. Wow. We're going back to our Batman episode four. Wow. I yeah. love it. Michael Keaton, man. He's got range. He's got range. He's got some Val Kilmer range. Oh, yeah. Wow. Good pick. (laughs) So excited. Beetlejuice did scare me. Because it's like, how was this rated PG? I mean, it was the 80s, so like, fine. Excellent choice. Woo! (sighs) Well, Kate, what's your favorite scary movie? It might be one of... Er, kind of this way. You're dead! You're dead, Randy! You're dead! <laughs> Bridget, there are three rules to podcasting about movies. One, you always pick a movie that you like. Mate, wait, no. <laughs> Rule number was, one, have no rules. Boom. Rule number one, no rules. Two, um... Don't, um... Follow rule one. Follow rule one. <laughs> rule three is you never watch scary movie as one of them. <laughs> okay, you can't do parodies. You just can't. Except scary movie three. Anyway. <laughs> oh my God. We'll do it one day. One day. So good. This was good. Wes Craven, man. I love him. Uh, okay. Well... So- Let's just refresh for our listeners. Y'all got homework, right? Y'all gonna let us know if you do watch the movies before you listen to us. We would like to know. Let us know via Twitter or Instagram. And also, if you like us, leave us a review. And if you don't like us, then you're a suspect. And (laughs) I'm gonna check your phone records. If you leave a review... And leave your contact information. I'm volunteer. <laughs> I am volunteering, or like email. I'm oh. volunteering Katie uh. to send you a voice note as Randy <gasps> on a movie of your choice, where you just she'll go off on a rant about whatever you want, I whatever the scene is. If they, if they write a review. That you should promise to do. I can easily do that, and I think that should be one of our Patreon tiers if we ever make a Patreon. So, but we don't even know how that works. Oh God. Okay, we'll talk about that off air. Okay. (laughs) All right. Good. Good night, listeners. Good night, or good morning, or good afternoon. Who knows? I don't know. Whatever. We'll see you next time. I'll be right back. (laughs) (laughs) Bye. Love you. (laughs) Thanks for tuning in to Sisters Who Seen It. You can listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcast, Stitcher, among other podcasting websites. Or listen on our website at sisterswhoseenit.buzzsprout.com. Also, follow us on Twitter at sisterswhoseen and on Instagram at sisterswhoseenit, all spaced with underscores. See you next week. <laughs>